Or however the heck you say it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to No Disclosure. All right, bye, guys. I'll see you later. Have a good one. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you for uh, tuning in here and listening to the newest episode of No Disclosure. The podcast is brought to you by Anchor, Prevail Guitar Works, and Asylum817.com. This podcast that you've stumbled on is where we go on the news, see what's going on in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys in the sheer audacity and craziness that is our news media. People have to deal with a lot of junk in their lives, and with the climate things they're in, no disclosure exists to not only improve your level of inner fanciness, but to hopefully take your mind off the disaster for a while. So let's get into it, do what we do best, and have a little fun. <laughs> Shake off your shoes and set that mental bag of bricks down in the entryway of my mind. And let's begin. So, I want to... Uh, take this moment here to thank uh, all of the new members of the No Disclosure Army. I've had a few more people join the group that uh, you know, people I don't know. I only know nine people, and there's way more than that on the No Disclosure Facebook group. <laughs> so I, I seriously, I do want to thank everybody that's, uh, that's joined the No Disclosure Facebook group. It, uh, it's awesome. I, I keep seeing growth, you know, and uh, new countries uh, pop up all the time. And it's great. I really appreciate it. So all you new peoples and everyone who stumbled upon No Disclosure, welcome. So what better way to uh, really show all the peoples, the new peoples, what No Disclosure is all about? What better way to just jump into it, huh? <laughs> so yeah, this is, as the intro said, this is how we do we go on the news, see the dumbest stuff we can find, uh, and just revel in the absurdity. And um, I'm going to hop on Audi. Odi. Is that how you say it? How, it's got to be Audi, right? O-D-D-E-E dot -E com. Audi. I mean, that's the root word, odd, right? Or whatever. Uh, what is this? Something about Lego. Now i got to click on it. International Lego Mafia. What? <laughs> Busted by French police. Are you kidding me? You'd think the colorful plastic bricks aren't just kids' toys, but they're actually worth a lot of money. True. Black markets usually provide those looking for illicit goods a relatively safe trade network, while they can offer those living under oppressive regimes a chance to buy basic necessities. Mostly they're, you know, mostly they're used to sell illegal stuff, like parts of endangered animals, as we learned a few episodes ago. But that's not all you can find in these shady marketplaces. No, sir. You could also buy an assortment of drugs, weapons, criminal services, and Lego. Yeah, you heard, you heard that right. French police authorities are building a case against an international criminal network dealing in stolen Lego. Yes, you are still on Earth. You woke up in reality. This is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Last June, they caught three Polish citizens, two men and, and a woman, red-handed stealing everyone's favorite toy bricks from a toy store in in place. I can't say the name. The trio confessed that they were part of an expert thief team specialized in stealing Lego. Turns out that there are groups that are practically Lego mafias. Entire criminal operations center around pilfering Lego blocks and selling them through both legal and illegal channels. Uh, criminals come to France 
set up in a hotel in the Paris region, then set about raiding toy stores before returning to Poland to sell off their haul. Now they'll probably tell us there's some kind of Lego godfather pulling the strings, huh? <laughs> right? Uh, I want you to go to, um, I want you to go to Paris. Okay. I want you to go there and I want the big pirate ship. That That's what I want. They don't make it no more, but they, they have it there. They have one. Then go get the pirate ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome, though. I want to be the Lego Godfather. <laughs> Who on earth is buying these black market toys? Kinds of actual mafia bosses who are trying to learn the trade. <laughs> Believe it or not, there actually is a whole worldwide community of people who invest in or play with Lego blocks or both. Lego has quite a following with the adult fan community, as you know. Because of that, there's a huge market for Lego right now. Well, not right now. There's a huge market for Lego, period. You don't need the right now. That's unnecessary. <laughs> we all know. Uh, it's a lot of it's due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So investing in these pieces isn't new, but this niche market has reached new heights with the pandemic, as you can imagine. People have more time at home because of the health restrictions, and the game market has exploded. Indeed. Lego doesn't come cheap either. These kits are pretty pricey to begin with, but the Lego Group's marketing policies cause prices to skyrocket. There you go. It's your own damn fault, Lego. I have said always since I was able to comprehend this. Lego is too damn expensive. <laughs> and they do this to themselves. Right? They, uh, uh, what they do is, um, you know, with huge profit potential, it's no wonder those looking to turn a quick buck are attracted to old Lego kits, right? It, it's, a, it's a high dollar value item given its relative size. So it makes a good target for thieves because it's such an easy product for them to resell. Like any other expensive stuff, Lego sets, I mean, they don't have serial numbers. No identifying information. It's a, it's a steal, <laughs> no pun intended, you know, for th thieves. Um, I mean, there's not really any way for a regular buyer to be able to know if what they're buying was stolen or if it's something just somebody got in as an extra Christmas gift and didn't want it, right? The, the thing with Lego, though, <clears throat> is that... Um, they release these sets for only a limited time. They pop up, and then most of them, they never get, you know, released again. So, Lego, I blame you for the black market. <laughs> Legos are too damn expensive. They are. And, you know, considering what they are, they could be cut down. They really could. Legos are way too damn expensive. And now, because of it, there's a freaking black market. Does that mean I could still buy that pirate ship somewhere? You remember that one? The one that they stopped making? That big-ass fucking pirate ship? I want that one back, damn it. And then the underwater one that was about in the 90s, you know? You could make the big domes and stuff. That one was cool. Uh, it was like a Mission to Mars one, too. Uh, that's the one I want, damn it. Also on audio, let's see what else we got. I'm just going to be talking about Lego all day. Because <laughs> that pisses me off. Lego are too expensive. Now, a study just came out, apparently, that states a new car smell can give you cancer. Oh, well, what can't these days? <laughs> We're proposing a new guideline for life. If it smells, tastes, or feels good, it's probably going to kill you. <laughs> There's just something about the new car smell that makes you feel nommy inside. 
Maybe it highlights the fact that you're driving a brand new car, but considering that it's offered as an air freshener, people just seem to dig the smell, including this cat. But you might want to hold back on snorting in the scent of your new ride, unless, of course, you want to get cancer. Come on. A new study published in the journal Environment International has found that commuters might be inhaling dangerous amounts of carcinogenic particles. Some of those particles are responsible for the particular new car smell. Uh, well, you know what? They're actually, <laughs> I'm giving them shit, but actually there may be some validity to this. I mean, okay, what's, what's, what are the materials used to build car interiors? Just think about it for a second. Plastics, industrial glues, foams, textiles. All these things are drenched in various chemicals. As the parts come into contact with the air, some of these chemical particles start floating off the materials, which actually is the what what makes it smell like that. Some of these chemicals they use are kind of volatile. You know, they move from plastics and textiles into the air that you can breathe. I, I, I kind of get it. I'm straight up saying this causes cancer. Oh, come on. I mean, it registers in our brains as a pleasant scent, but unfortunately, those same particles apparently can wreak havoc inside the human body. I'm not buying it, man. Um, what are they saying here? Uh, but just because they can cause cancer doesn't mean they will in every situation. So don't worry if LC's leaked. This is the fucking news in America now. Listen to this. New car smell gives you cancer. And it's like, it takes up three quarters of the article, right? And then, you know, like one sentence down at the bottom. He says, whole fucking article dedicated to how this gives you cancer. One sentence at the bottom. I'll read it verbatim. Last thing on the article. Just because they can cause cancer doesn't mean they will do in every situation. So don't worry if you'd enjoyed some new car smell lately. It probably didn't give you cancer. This is the state of the media in the U.S. right now. I know this is a very controversial figure, especially right now. But I think Marilyn Manson put it uh, rather eloquently when interviewed by Michael Moore shortly after the Columbine disaster. Keep them pumped full of fear, keep them afraid, and they will consume, right? That's the point. It's like, uh, yeah, that's, that's just how our media is here. I don't know if it's like that everywhere else. I, I, I know it's not. <laughs> I know it's not. It's just, you know, that's, uh, uh, it's ridiculous. That's just how it is here. Pump them full of fear. You got to buy this. You got to buy that. You got to do this. Oh, this gives you cancer, and this isn't good for you, and this. Oh, but that's okay. You know, it, uh, don't worry about it. And then this, you know. It, and while you're jumping from one foot to the next, they're laughing their sick fucking asses off. I mean, that, that's how it is here. <clears throat> Crazy. So, yeah, apparently your new car is going to kill you. <laughs> Bunch of baloney. Um, ooh, what's this? Oh, yeah, I heard about this. The woman who shoved her friend... Have you ever seen the, have you seen the video of this? It's brutal. Woman who shoved her friend off a 60-foot bridge receives a 2-day jail sentence. That's all she got for that? You got to be kidding me. Last August, a video of a woman pushing her teenage friend off a bridge. Have you seen the video? That's it's messed up shit. It went viral after it transpired that the girl had suffered severe injuries from the accident. Jordan Holgerson, am I saying that right? 16, was left with six broken ribs, punctured lungs, and air bubbles in her chest after Taylor Smith, who was 18 at, 18 at the time, by the way, pushed her from the Moulton Falls Bridge in Washington State. Experts said that Holgerson 
hitting the water would have a similar impact at that height to landing on concrete. And she could have died as a result. Smith, now 19, pleaded guilty to charges of misdemeanor reckless endangerment. Are you fucking kidding me? Now she's been sentenced for her actions and it's due to serve two days in jail and 38 days on a county work crew. Have you seen the video? <clears throat> they went cliff diving and she started getting cold feet. You know, the 16-year-old. She started getting cold feet there at the end. She's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And her fucking douchebaggy ass friends are egging her on. She's terrified. So this dumbass pushes her off the fucking thing. She's not prepared at all and lands in the water. But it's okay. Her face broke the fall. It, it is. It's some brutal shit. During the sentencing... Holgerson explained that she still undergoes physical therapy. She suffered from long-term pain and panic attacks as a result of the incident. Well, yeah, that must have been terrifying. Imagine being pushed off a fucking cliff. I mean, if you're cliff diving and stuff, if it was safe to dive, that's fine. But, you know, when you're shoved off the thing, you're not prepared for it. You're, you're a rag doll. The trauma she experienced from the push is still so great, she couldn't bear to read out a statement to the court. And the shithead gets two days. Are you mad? That, that's messed up. That, that girl's lucky to be alive. And that should be... That's crazy. So, I mean, when she was handed her sentence, of course... I watched the video this morning. Of course, she burst into tears. In relative terms, she got off with a slap on the wrist. According to the maximum possible, possible punishment for the crime, she could have potentially faced a year in prison and a $5,000 fine, which I think is perfectly fitting, don't you? You shove a terrified girl off a fucking cliff who's begging not to go down there, you know? That's like, that. that's, I cannot believe she's only going to spend two days in jail. That That's crazy. Wow, America hard at work. <laughs> right? I mean, some guy uh, has, you know, Bam Bam residue in his pocket, gets a year in jail. This girl damn near murders somebody and gets put in jail for two days. It's fucked up. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Keeping with the theme of fucked up shit, Japan, I uh, I heard about this. I thought I saw it on Facebook. So naturally... Seeing it on Facebook, I didn't think if it was, I didn't want, I didn't, you know, I wondered if it was legit or not. But apparently it is because I'm looking at it right now, straight from iflscience.com. Japan confirms it will start dumping contaminated water from the Fukushima disaster into the ocean. Uh, yes, it is true. <laughs> it is true. The Japanese government has... Whoa, where'd it go? Uh, it just closed on me. Great. There we go. <laughs> God. Professionalism. The Japanese government has announced it will start releasing contaminated water from the Fukushima disaster into the Pacific in around two years. In two years, they're going to do this. <clears throat> the decision was already has already inspired protests outside Prime Minister Yoshio Suga's residence but has been endorsed by the International Atomic Energy Agency and at least some independent experts. Because we all know that independent experts in every situation are always fucking right, right? 
These are the same people that tell us that new car smell gives you cancer. Anyway, the, go <laughs> the government's decision does not come out of nowhere. Now, this is a serious problem. The, uh, the containment ponds, you know, they've been filling up since 2011. That's when this happened. And they're anticipated to become full in 2022 if there's no action taken. Last October, the possibility of releasing some of the water was raised, providing time for alternative suggestions to be considered. Now, having failed to prepare for an earthquake and tsunami on the scale experienced in 2011, the managers of the uh, Daiichi? I can't, <laughs> I can't say stuff today! Power plants were left to clean up after a meltdown. They built more than 1,000 tanks to store the water. Okay. And had penetrated the reactor has been used to cool the fuel. The tanks contain high levels of radioactive tritium. Uh, the water was also initially contaminated with heavier elements. Okay, I don't care what the hell's in it. They're even giving you the compounds. It doesn't matter. I mean, I know it's a science website, but damn, get to the point. Which are much more dangerous, but easier to remember. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, so, with an extra... 150 tons of water <laughs> needing to be stored every day, already adding to well over 100 well, 1 million tons, rather. The Tokyo Electric Power Company, TEPCO, decided it wasn't practical to keep building new tanks forever. That left evaporating it, leaving more concentrated waste, deep underground injection, or released into the Pacific. So, with all those great ideas on the table evaporating it, letting it dissipate into the atmosphere, or pushing along the process, deep underground injection, or dumping it into the goddamn ocean, that was the one they chose. <laughs> Science. Although the water in the unfiltered tanks is deadly, tritium-only water represents more of a problem. Professor Nigel Marks of Curtin University, Australia, explained... The optics are terrible, but the Japanese government is actually doing the right thing in releasing treated wastewater from Fukushima into the ocean. Why? Uh, I see. I don't even know the science behind this. I mean, it just sounds a little fucked up to me, doesn't it? When they had all these great ideas and they're going with, let's just dump it into the Pacific. <laughs> uh, I tend to agree with Vsauce, right? Michael Stevens, I'm shouting you out, boy is that the, the Earth has been around way longer than we have. We're a blip on the, on the freaking screen, man, right? Uh, if you took that famous experiment and took the uh, creation of Earth, just Earth, not the universe, of Earth, right, and uh, likened it to a calendar, okay? The day the Earth coalesced is January 1st. We didn't show up until... Chris, about Christmas Eve on the calendar. We are a blink of an eye to the Earth. Earth's going to be around way after us. It was around way before us. One day we're going to piss it off. <laughs> right? It's seen so many things that, that went extinct that didn't even remotely fuck this planet up like we have. Everybody says, oh, we're going to damage the Earth and we're going to cause irreversible damage. No. Earth's going to be fine. It goes through cycles. It repairs itself. We're not going to be fine because we keep doing shit like this. world's going to keep us spinning until the sun, which doesn't have the mass to become a supernova, grows in size and swallows the Earth whole. 
That is, uh, God, they can't think of anything better. I mean, I'm trying to look here and find out the science behind this. Uh, I, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm not seeing any pros or cons to or for it. So, yeah, there's just wanting to dump a bunch of radioactive fucking tritium into the ocean. Yay! <laughs> uh, what else does IFL science have? They're going to create, like, super... Uh, that's where the Sharknado is going to come from, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, you know, <laughs> I was going to make a Godzilla joke, but is that kind of racist? Maybe it is. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a stretch. I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> uh -huh. Anyway, let's keep going <laughs> before I even accidentally get in trouble. The NHS begins a rollout of stimulation devices that zap away headache pain. Headaches, for real, might actually become a thing of the past. It's true. Thank God. Now, see, uh, this is funny. We, uh, you know, whoever created this thing, NHS... They wait until humanity pisses the earth off irreversibly to get rid of headaches. I'm like, no, <laughs> tell Japan not to do this because I want to live in a world, at least for a little while, where headaches can be instantly cured. doesn't matter if, how bad they are. And this is true. Whether you get crippling migraines or a lingering dull ache that lasts throughout the workday, we can all agree that headaches suck balls. For many, a cup of tea and some dolly. Or some coitus. It actually does work, you know, depending on the headache. Will leave the pain, but for most people, cluster headaches. Oh, God. People have committed suicide because cluster headaches hurt. I'm not kidding. It's true. Current remedies simply won't cut it. Luckily, a new device being rolled out by the NHS may just have the solution. The Gamma Core Non-Invasive Vegas... You guys got to come up with a better name for that. Come on, name it something cool. Name it like the Optimus Prime or something. Really? That's what you're going with? The Gamma Core Non-Invasive Vegas. Non-Invasive Vegas. What the hell is a Vegas? V-A-G-U-S. That's what you're going to name it? <clears throat> I have a better name. The guy that wrote the article is Jack Dunhill. Just call it the Dunhill. Nerf simulation device is a small handheld piece of technology that uses electrical signals to disrupt pain signals that run through a vital nerve in the neck. Targeted at alleviating the pain caused by cluster headaches, the Gamma Core Sapphire. Oh, okay, that's the name. All right. I like that. So why, uh, why over here are you calling it the non-invasive Vegas, and then here it's called the Sapphire? Sapphire, way more marketable. I like it. It's held up against the side of the neck. Inactivated to rapidly remove pain and prevent reoccurrence if the user feels one is coming on. While they may be small, these devices will make a huge difference to people who suffer from these debilitating headaches, including Cassie. They get so bad she gets sick. Relieving painful symptoms and allow people to go about their daily life as normal. Cassie is going to be excited. <clears throat> While the mechanism of action is not fully understood, it's thought that the NVNS elevates GABA levels in the brain which is an inhibitory neurotransmitter. I don't give a shit, just as long as it works. I don't care if it has the radioactive tritium water in it. If it gets rid of headaches, I'll have an extra belly button. I don't care. I'll have eyeballs on my knees. Screw it, as long as it gets rid of headaches. So it's true. I mean, this thing may 
uh, may take out headaches completely. Uh, consultation for the launch of the MedTech funding mandate was released January 2021, but it was delayed due to COVID until uh, looks like the end of April. They'll start rolling these things out. There's now hope that GammaCore can reach patients who need it most with an estimated 27,400 people suffering from cluster headaches just in the UK per year. Current treatments include drugs such as vermomomapipil, which work to alleviate the symptoms of cluster headaches, also has some potential side effects, including nausea, dizziness, constipation, blah, 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 blah. NVNS, however, appears completely safe in recent trials with a low incidence of side effects and no serious ones. There you go. Naturally, pharmaceutical companies are going to find a way to get rid of this thing or demonize it somehow because, you know, it actually helps people and it doesn't make them a shitload of money. I'm not being pessimistic. I'm not. If they can't tax the piss out of it, if they can't make billions of dollars on it, don't tell me for one second that we don't have the cure for cancer, that we don't have the cure for AIDS. I'm not trying to be one of those tinfoil hat guys. Think of how much these diseases make the medical, the medical companies, the insurance companies. Think about that. They don't want this shit cured. Anyway, <laughs> after my little Alex Jones moment, want to see something cool? Domino's. Yeah. Testing pizza delivery robot in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. What was this? As of yesterday, pizzeria chain Domino's announced that it's teaming up with an autonomous vehicle company to offer customers in Houston contact free delivery via robot. Domino said that the R2 robot developed by Neuro will be delivering pizzas to Houston customers in the Woodland Heights neighborhood who opt into the autonomous delivery pilot program. Awesome. The robot car, which received regulatory approval from the U.S. Department of Transportation last year, believe it or not, will carry, because, you know, it uh, uh, fucks people out of jobs, so of course they approved it, will carry pizza. <laughs> I know there's a price for progress. It just sucks. I hate it when people have to lose jobs, you know, even though, even though, even though something like this is really cool. Um, they will carry pizzas to customers' homes, and the patrons will receive text messages with updates on the delivery status and a pin to put into the robot's touchscreen to receive the orders. There's still so much for our brand to learn about the autonomous delivery space. Domino, senior vice president and chief innovation officer, said in a news release. Ah, pretty neat. Domino's previously experimented, if you remember, with a self-driving Ford Fusion hybrid delivery vehicle in Michigan in 2017. Remember that? And delivery via drone in Britain in 2013. So, uh, yeah, Domino's doing more science than the American fucking government. So that, that's awesome. <laughs> more innovation than our entire country. That's cool. That's really cool. I hope it works out. Uh, what time are we at? Uh, we're doing okay. Yeah, let's find something really juicy. Oh, here's something from my neck of the woods. Kentucky. What kind of shenanigans is Kentucky up to? Thank you, Kentucky, for joining in on the craziness. Let's see what kind of shit you're up to. Oh, and it's good, too. <laughs> Check this out. I was hoping it was something dumb. University of Kentucky mistakenly sends 500,000 acceptance letters. Ah! <laughs> oh, damn. You guys are going to need some funding. <laughs> Technical issues caused half a million high school seniors 
to be accepted into a program that usually accepts about only three dozen a year. <laughs> That's awesome. Lexington, Kentucky. Hop, skip, and a jump from here, baby. The University of Kentucky mistakenly set accepted seam deals to 500,000 high school seniors for a program that usually accepts only about three dozen a year, three dozen students. The school followed up with another email less than 24 hours later and apologized for its mistake, citing a technical issue. That's a hell of a technical issue, guys. So some of these people were so excited, you know, finding out that they'd been accepted into this program just to find out. Oh, no, 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 you suck. Wait, it was, it was our computer. <laughs> Only a handful of those on the prospect list had actually been admitted to UK. UK spokesman Jay Blanton said, the vast majority had not, nor had the vast majority of these students expressed an interest in the program at all. <laughs> I'm sure when they got an acceptance letter, they were pretty interested. Nevertheless, we regret the communication error and have sent correspondences to all those who were contacted offering our apologies. Well, in some cases, uh, University of Kentucky apologies just ain't fucking good enough. I feel bad for these students, man. That's terrible. Imagine, imagine being one of those people. That sucks. Imagine the surprise, you know, you're uh, spending all your day getting baked and jumping off roofs and shit, and then you get accepted into the UK. <laughs> I barely passed, man. I got like, I got like a D in like every class, dude. You know, they signed my diploma because I was in like, we want you out. And I was like, whoa. And then they were like, whoa, dude. And I was, I know, shit. And then, I get to go to college, man. Look. <laughs> Poor guy. You know what happened to one of them? You know, one of the burnouts. They were ready to turn their life around. UK. And you fucked it up. <laughs> uh, uh, what about the ones that actually were on the acceptance list? <laughs> they just didn't send them a follow-up, right? Uh, May Doherty, a senior from San Antonio, Texas, received the email. I was like, Mom, I just got accepted into the University of Kentucky. She's like, oh, I didn't know you applied there. And I was like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> Other students said they never applied to UK, visited, or even went on its website. Uh, one student had to Google the damn thing just to make sure it was a real college. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, UK, you done fucked up. You fucked up there, baby. Not good. Got to do some damage control today. And let's see what we got here. We've got to find another article because we only got 10 minutes left. And, um, you know, I want to see something really saucy, really nasty and gross. Maybe something a little cheeky, you know what I mean? It'd be lovely. I'm tired of seeing this fucking article, so I'm going to read it. I'm just tired of seeing it. I want to read it so I don't have to anymore. <laughs> Ravens are being accused of stealing groceries from Alaska Costco customers. <laughs> they know what they're doing. It's not their first time, one customer said. They're very fat, so I think they got a whole system here. Apparently, in Anchorage, some Alaska Costco shoppers said they've had their groceries stolen by ravens in the store parking lot, and they apparently have a system down. I don't know whether you know or not, ravens are some smart sons of bitches. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, <laughs> these ravens are just stealing shit. From, you know, uh, like customers and they're congregating to this area, apparently. It is a funny article. I just, I don't know why I've skipped over it so many times. Because it's usually this super weird shit that ends up being the funniest stuff. Um, 
A manager at an Anchorage Costco declined to, declined to comment <laughs> to the newspaper about the Raven Thieves. Why? What a stupid thing to not comment about. <laughs> Just fucking say something. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> the Anchorage Audubon Society tallies the Raven population every December. The group reported 923 common Ravens. Uh, who cares? They take a census on the damn things. Let's just find out what's going on here. Uh, hundreds of ravens fly to Anchorage in the winter for food. After winter turns to spring, most of the ravens leave, but they haven't been lately for some reason. Before they do, the ravens stick around to pluck assorted meats, fruits, and vegetables, apparently. For years, decades, they've been watching people in parking lots of grocery stores. And with all this food, they know there's a piece of fruit that looks like in a grocery cart because they've seen it on the ground. Or seen it in the garbage can. Or probably because they're fucking ravens and you guys don't acknowledge how freaking smart they are. So, if you're shopping out in Anchorage, Alaska, keep your eye on the sky. Because your uh, box of uh, super toasted Cheez-Its and your grapefruit is going to be taken by a fucking raven. That's awesome. (laughs) That's cool. And other news. The woman with the longest fingernails... Cuts them for the first time since the 90s. Ah, She got a record, world record out of the deal, right? After almost 30 years, Ayanna Williams has finally cut her damn fingernails. Williams from Houston, Texas, snagged the woman's world record for the longest fingernails in 2017. Get this. Fingernails 18 feet, 10 inches long. Oh, my God. How did she wipe her ass? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm a child. I'm sorry. I, 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 Some of you probably, most of you probably weren't thinking that. But I was. <laughs> so how? I, I, I know, I know it's messed up. But how did she do it? Before Williams got them cut over the weekend, she broke her previous record with her nails measuring a total of 24 feet, 7 inches. Holy cow. Fingernails on William's right hand measure 338 centimeters long. Fingernails on her hand measure 395 centimeters long. Nails will be put on display at Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Orlando, Florida, according to a press release provided to Fox News. Guinness World Records actually posted pictures of her. She's kind of hot. <laughs> and she painted them. Cool. That's awesome. How much fingernail polish did she go through doing that? They were measured. It's actually. Oh, it says it. Cool. They were measured one last time before they were cut off. 733 centimeters. It took four bottles of nail polish to paint her nails. Wow. That's crazy. She had to rest them on cushions when asleep to ensure they didn't snap off. That's nuts. She did a really good job painting those. They look cool. (laughs) Wow. Williams hadn't cut her nails for 28 years since the early 1990s. Before she got them cut, she had to be very careful with certain tasks. Wiping the ass. Yeah, they don't want to say it, but it's, you know, you're thinking it. Or I am anyway. And if I'm the only one, it's probably time I'd need to probably talk to my therapist more often. And when it's unable to do others, like washing dishes or putting sheets on the bed. Can we just please mention the ass wiping? I really want to know. <laughs> you don't have to straight up say it like that. You can kind of you can beat around the bush with it. Uh, speaking of beating around the bush, how did she do? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Let's just keep reading. <laughs> My mind's starting to go. I'm interested in these things. I'm sorry. <laughs> With my movements, I have to be very, very careful. <laughs> now everything she says 
Now everything she says, I'm going to misinterpret it as something dirty, right? <laughs> Damn it. I'm a child. Williams told GWR hit him for nail cutting. So usually in my mind, I'm already preparing for the next step that I have to do and make sure I don't hurt myself with my nails or break them. I'm excited about cutting my nails because I'm looking forward to new beginnings. Painting her nails was a huge task, I can imagine. Uh, what I'm wondering, actually, though, is um, I remember seeing a story from Ripley's a few years ago that growing your nails that long, you wouldn't think so, but the weight of them could actually permanently deform your hands. So I want to see what her hands look like post-cutting. Because um, there was a guy, I forget where he's from, what his name is. You can look him up. I mean, it permanently disfigured his hands because he had to um, orient them a certain way as to not break them or injure himself. And his hand was permanently fucked. And, um, okay, yeah, here it goes. Uh, I don't know if it's just how she's holding her hands up, but her thumbs look pretty fucky. That's how long she cut them. She cut them down, but they're still pretty long. <laughs> she's going to do it again, isn't she? She's not going to be able to keep them short because they're still like, they're still like four inches long. <laughs> that's, that's massive. Her hands do look a little, uh, they do look a little lumpy. I don't, I don't know. I could have permanently fucked her hands up. I, I don't know. You got a Guinness record out of the deal. Took you 28 years of hell to get it. Why couldn't you just do like, Fastest person to chug beer or eat marshmallows or something. They'd commit 20-something years to getting a Guinness record. Uh, I couldn't do it. No way. Um, let's see what else we got. We got well, what, probably one more we can do. Skibbity bow, skibbity wow, skibbity bay, 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 bay. Come on, damn it. I want something good. Okay, here we go. A man claims he doesn't have time for chores. While his partner has two jobs and is doing a PhD. Really? This guy's living the dream. <laughs> a man has sparked fierce debate after taking to Reddit to admit he had uh, told his partner he didn't have time to help out around the house or cook dinner for her. When it comes to relationships, it's all about give and take, and you can't expect to keep on taking from your partner without there being any consequences. But it seems one man might have missed the memo. <laughs> An unnamed 36-year-old has caused a stir on Reddit's the, uh, the Reddit I am an asshole forum after claiming that he doesn't have time to help out around the house as his girlfriend would like. He explains in the post how he works part-time during the day. Uh, okay, listen to this. Uh, Very carefully, listen. Uh, if I can quit belching. He explained in the post how he works part-time during the day from 8 to noon and then goes on to do two community college classes after work and he gets home at four, by which point he is exhausted. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, he says his girlfriend is currently studying for a PhD, working part-time as a research assistant, and also working another job. And because she does all this work from home, he believes she has the spare time to do the chores. Lady, what is your problem? I'm not talking about him. His issues are pretty cut and fucking dry. I could sum it up with a four-letter word. Starts with L. <laughs> Ends in a Y. He's easy to figure out. You, I'm having a little bit of trouble. So why do you put up with this shit? <laughs> what is, this is legit too, because, uh, 
Yeah, I'm seeing photos and everything. Wow. Her workload isn't as exhausting as mine, and it's only fair that I focus more on my classwork. By classwork, you mean like Fortnite and shit, right? <laughs> Since I'm feeling behind because of my age. Come on. Meanwhile, she's already well into her career, but is getting this PhD when she's already has a good enough paying job. Okay, whatever. I'm not going to go into this guy's shit. Like I said, his uh, issues are pretty cut and dry. Yours, Miss Lady, you're a little bit harder not to crack. Why do you put up with this shit? <laughs> What's up with this guy? Is he cute? Is he good looking? Does he have the body of a rock star? Is that why? Is the D made of gold? <laughs> Does he shit Tiffany cufflinks? If he doesn't, you need to throw him out on his ass. Be an example for all women. This lazy-ass, moochin' piece of crap makes you do all that shit and you're actually putting up with it? <laughs> That's not cool. I would say that you got, you know, nerves of steel or you got balls or whatever. You don't. That's some weak shit. Stand up for all women who have to put up with lazy sacks of crap like this and kick him to the curb. Unless he does shit Tiffany cufflinks, in which case, use him at least for a while until you're out of med school. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm having fun. So screw it. I know we're at 41 minutes. Our cutoff is usually 40. I try to hover around that. But uh, I'm having fun. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I want to listen. I, I, I don't care. I don't give a shit today. I'm just going. I've had a, I've had a hell of a week. I'm sure you've had a hell of a week. Let's just go until my... <laughs> let's just keep going. Fuck it. Um, a baby is born with three penises for the first time in recorded history. Cool. <laughs> a baby born in Iraq late last year. Damn. I was going to laugh my ass off if he was born near Fukushima. <laughs> a baby born in Iraq late last year has made history as the first recorded case of a human with three distinct penises. Woo! According to a new case report. The child presented with an extreme form of supernumerary penises. That's awesome. Man, what a cool name for a band. Supernumerary penis. Cool. I didn't know that was an actual condition. That's what you call it? Ah, oh, a medical condition that's actually kind of rad sounding. Supernumerary penis. Which consists of any condition involving multiple penises. <laughs> They say penis a lot in this article. And quick, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, I want to tell you right ahead of time. I'm reading medical stuff here, okay? <laughs> Before I get kicked off your platform, we need to, okay, maybe, uh, I know how Apple is. I swear they want to be YouTube when they grow up. Um, let's replace the word penis with uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson which consists of any condition involving multiple Neil deGrasse Tysons and quickly caught the attention of medical experts as the first known case of trifalia. A supernumerary uh, Neil deGrasse Tysons is an extremely rare congenital uh, anomaly, which was first reported in 1609 by Wecker, a guy named Wecker. <laughs> uh, Earth, I love you. After that, around 100 cases are reported in literature. Duplication of the Neil deGrasse Tyson is reported to affect one in every five to six million live births. That many? Really? Man, I got the chef there. How cool would it be to have more than one? That's awesome. Uh, did it do? Are they? 
That that's crazy. He has wow. Born with three dongs. Boy. <laughs> oh, the jokes. The things that I could say right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> for the first time, <laughs> for the first time, I'm going to let fate be its own joke. I'm going to let what the earth has given us, I'm going to let it be its own humor. I'm not going to comment on this whatsoever because I got a lot of things floating around in my head. But you know what? <laughs> For once, I think we're just going to let the earth have its moment. Thank you. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to. Kid born with three penises. There you go. Tell yourself as many jokes as you want to. <laughs> because I have to deal with Apple Podcasts. I have to deal with Pandora. They get butt hurt when I belch. I just said uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson like 500 times. So I'm going to let this one go. <laughs> God. All right. We're going to do one more because I'm about ready to lose my shit. Okay. A New York parent. This is from uh, Fox News. While I was laughing my ass off, I was trying to quickly, like frantically pull up an article. New York parent seeks okay to marry their own adult child. Ugh. Incest is third degree felony, by the way. Punishable by up to four years behind bars and for damn good reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen half of England's rulers and uh, within a certain span of years? Holy shit. Incestuous marriages are considered void with the spouse facing a fine of up to six months in jail. For damn good reason. Uh, I take my child to be my lawfully wedded spouse. <laughs> A New Yorker who wants to marry their own adult offspring is suing to overturn laws, barring incestuous practice, calling it a matter of individual autonomy. No, the pining parent seeks to remain anonymous because their request is an action that is a large segment of society, views as morally, socially, and biologically repugnant, according to court papers. Yeah. Through the enduring bond of marriage, two people, whatever relationship they might otherwise have with one another, can find a greater level of expression, intimacy, and spirituality, the president argues. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay. This, this is weird. <laughs> Incest is a third-degree felony under New York law, punishable by up to four years behind bars. Incestuous merits are considered void. Marriage licenses in the five boroughs require potential spouses to list their birth parents and attest that there are no legal impediments to the marriage. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> uh, please don't overturn this. I mean, uh, things are so fucked up right now as they are. Remember the argument that you used to have whenever you said something that somebody didn't like? You say, it's a free country, man. I can just say whatever I want. That used to be true. So when you're not allowed to say whatever you want anymore, is this truly a free country? No, it's not. So uh, if uh, everybody is so fucking butthurt about everything nowadays, everybody wants to get rid of stuff that really was not a problem, that we're just willy-nilly pointing fingers at saying, oh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's that it. Maybe, um, you know, people watching Pepe Le Pew, maybe that's why we got all fucked up, you know. Even though, uh, you know, nobody who 
anyway, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, I I'm almost fucking speechless. That I have to actually. I live in a world. I live in a country where I'm actually concerned that my government is going to say okay and allow this shit. Right? That's a legitimate fear we have in this country that this stuff is going to be allowed. You're practically guaranteeing that your offspring is going to be living uh, in torment, suffering, you know, suffering from debilitating shit. And plus, it's gross. It's your kid, man. Damn it. It's a social taboo for a reason. <laughs> God. Anyway, <laughs> it's just messed up on so many levels, dude. Ah. Uh. What's that old country song? You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Words of wisdom, damn it. You gotta be a, there's gotta be a, land, a, a line in the sand somewhere. I swear, if this gets even considered, uh, uh, I'm calling Elon Musk, all right? I'm gonna ask for my own personal spaceship. Send me to Andromeda or something. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy! Anyway, uh, we were out of time like 10 minutes ago, <laughs> so we're going to go. I just wanted to keep going. I was having fun, okay? I had a hell of a week. I just wanted to, I wanted to do it. But alas, au revoir. It is time to go. That was fast. Went by fast, didn't it? That's it for this week, okay? And remember to go on Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com, altogether, A-S-Y-L-U-M-817.com, for all things me and No Disclosure related. All of the social media links are there, as well as the link to our Patreon account, where you can get everything from outtakes, entire bonus episodes, and early access to shows before I unleash them on the world. Speaking of Patreon, shout out to the patrons, the, Kunk the Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel. Let me say that correctly this time. <laughs> The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel. Michelle, Donald, David, you guys keep this thing going. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Oh, boy. What was that? Episode like a thousand? Woo! Did you know it's the faces here? No disclosure, faces miss. Confiscated evidence, no smoking gun. Nothing has a right to.